0: Daily podcast on the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on. Good evening, everybody. Locked On Browns, and as they always say, guys, your team every day. Um, now look, normally on a Friday, the Friday Night Show here. Look, I mean, the way we did it last week, we went through, did a playoff weekend. Um, we got some Browns news. Uh, obviously a lot of stuff popping here today. Uh, in, in Berea, um. We'll just do a little bit on this because I don't want to get into it deep because I know it literally ended up being an hour and a half on my timeline and on Twitter. Uh, and for Pete Smith joining us here this well uh, this evening from Wealthman NFL Spin Zone, you know a lot of it got played out there. And guys, look, you know our thoughts on this type of stuff. Um, uh, you know, one thing is, you know, I, I think this is a Peteism is is you can be a really good football player and still be a really good dude. Like, y- y- there's some things you know, just uh, you can. You can avoid it. You don't have to You don't have to bring on what could be a potential headache. And in this case, in, in not so much deserving. So when you hire a special teams coach and everybody, oh, wow, look at the Vikings special teams. Da, 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 da. And meanwhile, everybody else and guys like me and Pete, if you're not familiar with the name or you're trying to remember the name, first thing we do before we make a comment is go to Google. And within three seconds, everybody who does it that way said, oh, dude. Oh, because, look, I mean, whatever he said, what he said is just, incredibly disgustingly inoffensive and i was telling pete before we hit the record button is like i view this if i'm john dorsey and making these decisions you know i've got extended family i've got family i've got children at the end of the day you know what am i teaching my children about what's right and wrong um you know within my circle i i I know gay people they're very close to me you know some of them i truly adore they mean the world to me so i would have to go home at the end of the day and say yeah i hired this guy because i like the way he coaches punt returns even though what he said is extremely heinous and terribly offensive. It's just – that's where I'm at with that, guys. And, look, I mean, we harp this way. We've we've spoken to players about this way, whether it's coaches, players, whatever. Try to find a guy who's, yes, very good at their job, but also is a decent human being.
1: Go ahead, Pete. Well, we are – on Browns is, is very big in the uh, lesbian Browns community. We have at least one very passionate fan – and she's uh, a
0: sweetheart there. <laughs> and
1: and uh, she's as big a uh, proponent of what we do as anybody. Uh, and, you know, that's where this type of stuff takes you. It it takes no effort for us to run into people this affects, whether it's women, whether it's, you know, uh, yeah. LGBTQ people, whether it's, you know, whatever race. It's come on. it It can't happen. You just can't have it. And it's not that he said it. I mean that's bad enough. It's that he did the sensitivity trade he was ordered to do, and then basically Emphasized said ordered because this is where Pete's going to come with the closing line here. He basically said, "Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think my opinions really changed, but I'm more aware of it." Like, come on. I mean, that's. But here's the thing: even if you're you're okay with the hire, it has to be addressed. Because he's never repented or anything. There's never been an apology. There's, he's never even given you the, the extremely terrible apology of if it offended anybody what I said. No, he just said, eh, I'm not sure I changed my opinion. So it's got to come up in the press conference when they introduce him. I don't care who you think – You know how many years ago – take the word gay out of it. Substitute Jew. Substitute black substitute any subgroup 100 and now try to say well it happened in 2014 he's 40 (laughs) was 47 years old at the time it's not like it's some kid you know at 13 or whatever who who said a bunch of dumb stuff on twitter and then gets drafted and has to explain it 47 year old dude um so that's you know that's just what's it, it has to happen and and it has to happen for the other reason. In, in the same media, uh, will be in front of this. Who some members of were pearl clutching over Baker Mayfield's antics on the sideline, uh, you know, during a football game.
0: If yes, and got we, him fined. We, got the franchise quarterback
1: fined. So, if we're saying that that is a big deal, and you're saying that's a role model. You got to hold the coach to the same standard. you just have to do it. So even if you're saying, well, he deserves a second chance, whatever, fine. It still has to be addressed. and I don't care what if you were any line of work, this would come up. Uh, so that's that's where we're at. On the other hand, whether it's just coincidental that it happened a couple hours later or <laughs> um, you know it, it just happened to work out that way. The good news is the Browns appear to have a defensive coordinator in tow in Steve Wilks, who was just recently fired after one year as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, um, which I would say is is exciting. I I would also point out and I don't know enough about him. I know he was very good in Carolina and I've already seen people post the DVOA ranks and stuff from when he was there to the year he wasn't. I would just say right now, and I, I, I tweeted this earlier, is is basically the names that were coming up for potential defensive coordinators. The NFL right now, because of the way they're hiring head coaches, is absolutely spoiled with defensive coordinators because they're just all over the place because so many, are, so many of these quote-unquote offensive geniuses are getting hired that uh, – Basically everybody has a super qualified head coach to pick from and and the Browns certainly seem to be benefiting from that. And and you know, if this was a couple years ago, everybody would be sitting there going, Oh man, this is a great situation. And because it is. Uh, so you know, the the staff is starting to come together and and that that part of it looks great. Um so that you know, that's exciting.
0: Um, with Wilkes now, um, you know, came into the league as a uh, secondary, you know, uh, secondary specialized coach, uh, you know, a couple stops along the way. Um, defensive coordinator in Carolina. First thing that piques my interest here is his linebackers that he had in Carolina. I mean, when he left, it was a great trio of Keekley Davis and uh, Shaq Thompson, a former running, uh, running back at the University of Washington where he played both up there a little bit. Speed, fast, tackling. And this is one thing, and me and Pete kind of harped on it. I'd like to see better linebacking play, and you know, you know, him with that experience there, um, you know, you know some names, connections, you know, maybe the, you know, we'll see what exactly happened with Dayon Buchanan, my dude, in Arizona, and if there's not a sniff of Dayon Buchanan, maybe that'll kind of you know somewhat read the tea leaves for us there. But I do like it, and um, one thing. And now, when we talked about when we were, uh, coaches were going to be getting hired through this process, and assistant coaches, you know, Pete has always used the phrase, you know, if, as far as anything Baker related. If you're with them right now, unless it's like your dream gig or you're stepping up from a positional coach to a coordinator, stick with the goose who might be laying the golden eggs. Now, and we tried to tell you guys about this defense: Miles Garrett, Larry Ogunjobi, Jannard Avery, Joe Shobert. Uh, Jabril Peppers, uh, you know whether it's Mitchell, Randall. Uh, I mean, obviously Denzel Ward. Whoa, and you've got a lot of capital, and you've got a lot of draft picks. So I'm gonna get to maybe find and say, hey, I'd like the two or three, any of these names, which is gonna come. And look for Wilkes, and you know this is kind of the problem now. Like as Pete said, if you don't, re- if you don't have this 40-point and offense background. That's not kind of what head you know they're looking for for head coaches right now. Um, so Wilkes, look, it could be a little while before he gets back to a head coach. But what would be the fastest opportunity here for the Cleveland Browns to finish top five in defense next year, go on a nice playoff run with everything that going on the offense, and all of a sudden Steve Wilkes, you know, puts his stock back on the map. But I, I do like the hire, and I do like the fact. And I, I remember there were questions about this when we talked about when Freddie first got the gig. Is you know. Would there be, you know, a head? Would there be a former head coach brought in to give Freddie a little assistance? I, you know, if that's what you want, you got it here. Obviously, you know, it was a short run for Steve in Arizona, and I, there wasn't a lot of uh, huge game on the line decisions that you had to make in a season after you got fired after one year, Steve, Pete.
1: No, um, you know, and there is a, you know, an issue with. Hiring minorities in the NFL, there's no getting away from that. And the fact he's a defensive coach, my guess is, assuming he gets another shot as a head coach, it'll be in a couple years. So you're going to have the opportunity to sort of uh, see where this goes. Uh, You may have him for a few years if the Browns are successful. um,
0: He asked for more money. It's working out well. Exactly. I mean, what you know, and even still, I mean, you know, to go get what. Another crummy ass team, like he did with Arizona. If you're gonna leave, you better make sure this time the the, the spot is that much prettier.
1: Right, and, and I think what we are seeing is is and, a, and a, you know this seems like a, a no brainer is that the roster is as much as Freddie Kitchens, the roster is selling assistant head coach assistant coaching jobs. Uh, you know, when you when you're it's not a difficult sell to say, well, you, look, you'd get Miles Garrett, Larry O'Gunjobi, Joe Schobert, Denzel Ward, Jabril Peppers, Demarius Randall, what do you think you could do with this group? I mean, that's and, and more guys probably coming. So it, it's it's certainly nice that you have a roster that sort of attract these type of guys. The Browns are have no excuse not to be good next year, but short of Catastrophic injury. Uh, I mean, there's pressure, but it, this is the type of pressure these guys want, uh, both players and coaches. So this should be should be good.
0: You know, and, and just you know, and, and the other premise is you look at the division. I mean, Pittsburgh is falling apart at the stinking seams. Um, look, I, I love Juju Smith-Schuster. I love James Conner. But look, I mean, Antonio Brown's gone. Levy on Bell's gone. Ben's only getting older. Um, I mean, I, I don't even. They're not going to be a now team. Cincinnati, it, I, I don't, you look, I mean, that's great you brought in Zach Taylor. That might be an absolute horrible position unless you can somehow rectify the quarterback position because Andy Dalton limits you. Baltimore, uh, you got a coach who, I, he's kind of in flux there. He'd like to maybe go other places. Um, this franchise is now committed to Lamar Jackson. Do they have the pieces in place to develop Lamar Jackson? And, and here's Cleveland, little old Cleveland, which just kind of, a little with something going on everywhere on the roster you may have found you know while not looking for it your quarterback's best friend in an offense coordinator who's now his head coach uh and and this is one thing me and Pete it doesn't really matter who was going to end up being a defensive coordinator here there was enough pieces and more were coming so I mean it's it's literally I mean these interviews for John Dorsey are got to be like hey is the money right and I, I've talked about this with somebody who worked with Kansas City and covered John Dorsey. The easiest contract negotiation, and John Dorsey is known for these, they're simple, they're quick. What are you looking for? Okay, I can do that. Do me a favor, though, if I'm going to give you the money you want, we're going to spread it out over this year's, whatever whatever works best for both parties as far as the money getting met. And the easiest contract John Dorsey ever negotiated was Mitchell Schwartz. It required a phone call to the agent. And within 10 minutes, there was framework and it was signed very quickly after. This is the way John Dorsey works. He pounces when he wants something.
1: Well, it, let's, let's keep an eye on Baltimore because they, you know, there's a rift between Harbaugh and ownership and all the coaching jobs appear to be filled. But this whole thing came about because a few years ago, uh, Harbaugh signed a one-year extension, uh, wasn't a multiple year extension. There was a feeling that when Ozzie, Ozzie Newsom was leaving that Harbaugh was probably going to end up moving on. Now it's Eric DaCosta, but everybody's got a head coach now. So the idea of trading him of out the window at the same time, John Harbaugh is not going to sit there and take, you know, a pittance here. Um, this could drag out a little while. I'll be curious to see how it goes because neither side has to this point been super committed to the other. So, uh, like I said, just something to watch.
0: Yeah, and, and look, I mean, I, I mean, you you got to look at it. I mean, they are the bell of the ball right now, definitely in the AFC North. I mean, they're definitely the bell of the ball climbing higher within the entire AFC. So, I mean, it's this stuff is simple. I mean, it's an easy sell right now with all they've got going on and with the success. Uh, actually, on the field, translating into wins, it's not just saying, hey, look, I've got a young roster. Look, a lot of these guys are going to be good players they are good players and it shows because of what you know, the other record they finished with uh, guys. We are brought here tonight uh, by mybookie.com. We're going to get to uh, you know playoff games, give you our picks and break them down a little bit here for you. Obviously some news on a Friday with your special teams hire and with Steve Wilkes joining the fold here, taking over uh, the defensive side of the ball after his one year stint in Arizona. That did not go very well. Hey, it, that's fine. The guy can coach defense uh, success in Carolina. Uh, you know, works well with linebackers, works well with secondary guys. Uh, let's hope for it. You know, some you know maybe pass rush specialist would be nice here if something else to, you know, fill out maybe where we are and obviously still looking for an offense coordinator. But mybookie.com, um guys, they've been in the business for years. Online reviews are excellent. Um, the mobile site clean, simple to use. Uh, who you bet with is almost as important as who you bet on, guys. So I cannot stress that enough. So make sure you're dealing with somebody that's reputable. Mybookie.com, 37 shows on the NFL Network. They are on every single one of them, so obviously they've got the money to spend because they're reputable, and like I said, they've been around for years. Um, they have uh, in-game, live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most reward, uh, rewarding player perks in the business. Um, register your account after 7 p.m. Eastern. They'll give you a free $25 just for doing so. Uh, it makes it easier. You know, obviously a lot of traffic during the day, um, so go ahead and do that now. Uh, you know, put, put some money down. You got four games here. Me and Peter are going to break down for you. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN25 to make sure you get that $25 MyBookieOnline, uh, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot com, MyBookieOnline. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh, now, Pete, we'll start kicking it in to the slate here. Uh, well, you know, we'll start it from the top here. Just take them down in order. Colts in Kansas City. Uh, look, Colts are a dome team. Uh, Going to be outside. Going to be some elements. This Chiefs offense looks to almost have everybody. Obviously, you know Kareem Hunt. You know was a significant loss. But I will say the running backs have been playing very well in his absence. In the same time, D. Williams and D. Williams have been playing very well. Uh, maybe it's cases some fresh legs or whatever later in the year. But they've been able to put it together. You know, a little weather involved. It's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, it's it, and I almost feel bad for you. Know, uh, D. Coordinator for Indy, who was in for the uh, Fluss who was in for the interview over the weekend. He could have a great showing here, somehow get a win, and it's probably not going to lead to anything. But that's just an interesting storyline. But obviously, you know, uh, the game here, Pete, go ahead.
1: Uh, I mean, I think both offenses are going to score a lot of points. Uh, I'm curious, are the Chiefs going to be able to get a stop against the Colts? Because I think the Colts may be able to at least get a punt out of the Chiefs at some point. Um, (laughs) That's, you know, that's really the thing. I, I, I don't. Because of what the the Colts have been able to do uh, with Marlon Mack on the ground and then Andrew Luck obviously passing the ball, they're balanced. They're just a difficult team to deal with right now. I, the Chiefs' defense, I, where is it going to come from? They have not shown anything to this point. Um, meanwhile, the the, the, Colt, the Colts, I don't know if they're in a great situation to stop the, the Chiefs' passing game. Uh, the matchups don't really... Faith for them at all. I mean, I, I love what Desir was able to do, but you know they've got to find an answer for guys like Tyreek Hill and, and Kelsey. In that they may be able to stop the run against the Chiefs, but I, I, my my guess is Mahomes is going to be able to light it up. Um, so, the, I mean, the biggest thing you're basically hoping for is that somehow—and I don't think this is going to happen—that the moment's going to be too big for Mahomes and he's going to have. Uh, a meltdown of some kind and and turn over the ball a bunch. I'm not really counting on that. So right now, I would say the advantage slightly, I think, goes to the Colts.
0: I'll say that, but I mean, you know, they're taking the game outside, um, taking the game on grass. Weather could be, I don't know. I mean, but I I 100% agree with you. Not not much faith whatsoever in the Kansas City defense whatsoever. Um, But even if we were to say the moment's too big, the toughest play, pay, place to play in the AFC playoffs this year is Kansas City. It's it's Patrick Mahomes' joint. So, I mean, look, there could be, you know, if you want to say jitters, yeah, maybe we could see some jitters. And, I mean, you, you could have them, if you have them maybe for a half of first quarter, that's okay. Uh, you know, Colts should be able to put up close to 30, I would figure, in this one. So you can't give the game away early. For me, I'm going to go Chiefs, and I just think there's just too much weaponry, and and the Colts look as as great as the runs been, and look and make this is not a knock on the Colts whatsoever by any means because guys they are good. I mean, where they can spend money and where they need, they have the money, and it's the Colts are going to be a force. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the uh, AFC South used to be for me a you know pretty tough contested division. I don't think it's going to be that way next year. I think the Colts will win it by two games, but I I, I think the I think the run ends here this Saturday and Arrowhead.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with the Colts. I think ah, I'm going ah, to go ah, for ah, the upset. So uh, good, I, I get a I chance like, to get one back. Right. I, I just I think Andrew like Andrew Luck last week was just out of this world, uh, and
0: he 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 looks like he's playing right now. That he's a little aggravated from all the time he missed. It's so like I, I you know I have some making up to do. Because look, year in, year out, you know the Colts would get to the playoffs. They'd, you know, play in the first round, win, and then go lose to New England. So Andrew Luck feels like he's got some playoff games he hasn't played yet, and he looked like a man on a mission. I'm not going to deny that one second at all.
1: Well, that and, you know the offensive line is just mauling people again. I, I just I have a big more, I have a I have more faith in the the chief the the uh, Colts defense at least forcing a punt. I don't have any faith in the Chiefs doing that.
0: All right, so um, if you're betting, guys, um, Pete's saying maybe we're going to be at uh, it, check. Check the lines if it punts are two or less, take the under. Pete Smith got you on that one, guys. Yeah, it should be a fun one, though. I mean, that's it's definitely a good way to get it started because I mean, it's you know, I mean that you know that, that game's got a lot of juice to it. And look, everybody gets excited if there's snow in a playoff game. Um, you know, the nightcap and. The Dallas Cowboys, and actually, I just do want to throw this little pun in here. Um, if the Chiefs were the number one seed, why are they not playing on Sunday? Why are the Patriots playing on Sunday? Seems a little weird to me, but. Um, Dallas Cowboys, uh, try, you know, coming off the momentum from a, a playoff victory with Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott headed on out to the Rams. And now here's going to be a thing. You know, the Rams, you know, week, uh, you know first time, week one of the playoffs last year, lost at home. Uh, they've kind of got a little bit bitter taste in their mouths. Um, things weren't going beautifully as they closed the year out. Does the, you know, two weeks off, are you able to reset, um, a lot of weapons? Uh, you know, I mean, there, I mean, the Rams will give up rushing yards. If you're Dallas, you're going to try to make the game as short as you possibly can with Ezekiel Elliott, but interesting matchup, uh, you know, for the nightcap and Saturday night Pete.
1: Right. So for me, the, the whole game comes down to the fact that neither of these quarterbacks deal with pressure, uh, at all. Jared Goff interior pressure absolutely kills him, and Dak Prescott has just never dealt with well with pressure of any kind. Um, and and as good as Demarcus Lawrence is, uh, you know, Aaron Donald is on the field, and I don't think you know the Cowboys have an answer for that. And and I think the I don't think anybody in the NFL has an answer for that. Well, no, I mean that's <laughs> that's kind of a problem. But I mean, I think. The, the what I'm curious, what I think this game will ultimately come down to is how either team is able to sort of keep the ball out of their quarterback's hands. They both have great running backs. Um, who's getting able to control it on the ground? Now, personally, I think the Rams are going to win this going away, but that is going to be key. If, if the Cowboys' offensive line can keep the Rams you know, occupied running the ball – and, and let zeke really feast and 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 take the ball away from that keep, keep the ball away from them keep keep their defense fresher then i think they've got a shot but i mean the, the problem is the rams can do the same thing and and i'm not sure the cowboys have an answer for it but turnovers forced by pressure are gonna are gonna do this i i think you're gonna have at least one defensive touchdown in this game uh but and but my the problem is i think the 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 rams are gonna be the team that gets it
0: yeah well, I mean the interesting thing, and you know, as you keep bringing up the the uh, the two running backs, if we're getting one hundred percent of Todd Gurley, yeah, Pete's point is one hundred percent valid uh, valid that you know the Rams could do the same thing to Dallas. um that'll be a big sticking point whether or not Todd Gurley is or is he you know just another guy on the field because it's a you know, playoffs and you're not going to leave your teammates in this situation like that. Um, if you're getting close to all of Todd Gurley, yeah, I, I think the Rams are. You know, I, th- I think the Rams can score numbers that the Dallas Cowboys can't. So you know that's going to be an issue. You know, Dallas, you know, they're in that you know mid 20s range. The Rams, yeah, that gives McVay headaches. And no, I have not met Sean McVay, so I'm not available for any coaches. And guys, let those jokes die. Those are over. Jump the shark already. That was like a day and a half ago already on the Sean McVay jokes. Guys, the
1: uh, Peter, we good? I, I mean, I'm in with Rams. No, I mean uh, that's that's it. I mean it can 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 Deck well first deck Prescott's gotta play out of his mind. Uh and 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 I think him running the ball will be a key in this too, which he's done pretty well. Uh but you know, he they've gotta find a way to somehow at least slow down Aaron Donald and if they can't do that he's gonna single handedly wreck this game.
0: Uh you know, and Aaron Aaron Donald loves the stage. Um, Huge. Uh, It's just, he's amazing, amazing. Because, I mean, you look at him and you say, oh, he's a little bit undersized for a defensive tackle. He's he's like Zeus strong. I mean, he's like one of those guys that's just insanely strong for his size, uh, his get-off, his first step. I mean, just everything. Special, special player in Aaron Donald. But, yeah, uh, I think we're going to both go agree here with the uh, Rams uh, taking that one easily enough. Guys, the Locked On NFL podcast. Matt Williamson hosts the flagship show here for us all on Locked On Network. Um, Monday, you'll get hosts from the playoff games here. Obviously, you know, that'll, the lineup's going to start to switch up here as the year goes on. Uh, Tuesdays, you get Sage Rosenfels. Wednesdays, you get Mike Renner from PFF. Mike Sando from ESPN on Thursdays. Uh, Friday, Matt will sit down, give his game picks for the weekends, do his breakdown show, just like I'm doing here with Pete. But the Lockdown NFL Podcast with Matt Williamson, guys. Um, if you need to and need more than Lockdown Browns, I do recommend the Lockdown NFL Podcast. All right, Pete, that is going to roll us over into Sunday. And I got to be honest, you know, and as much as the Patriots aggravate me, and I, I, I can't stand anything Patriots, for me, it's the most interesting game of the weekend. Uh, Chargers at Patriots. Look, we've seen this. The funny, like, first thing that came to my mind was, you know, the Ladinian Tomlinson not being able to play with the knee injury the one year in New England. Phillip Rivers playing on the torn. ACL in New England one year I mean a lot of the faces have changed Philip Rivers and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick oddly out any of those the game I'm most looking forward to uh so you know by all of all this weekend uh you know as Philip and the crew head from LA on in New England
1: uh yeah th- this far and away has the most intrigue for me um you know Tom Brady is is the you know the greatest of all time but uh, there are cracks in the foundation with the supporting cast. I don't trust his defense at all. Um, meanwhile, the, the Chargers, you know, they this is a, a huge hurdle to get over. A, they're in Foxborough, and B, the Patriots have just been a thorn in their side for, for basically the entirety of Phillip Rivers' career. Um, so if not now, it's never going to happen. Uh, I think – the chargers have advantages in the fact that I don't think the Patriots are going to be able to put much pressure on rivers and that's going to sort of allow him to pick them apart. Uh, Melvin Gordon should hopefully, uh, you know, we'll see what we'll see what his other knee is now doing. Uh, But I think they've got enough options to, to, to keep the the Patriots off balance. Uh, I think the Patriots are going to try as hard as they can to eliminate the running game and put the ball entirely in Phillip rivers hands. Uh, and see if he can't if he can beat them. Um, I feel good about the Chargers' chances in this one. I, like I said, if it's if it's not now, when um, I think if if uh, if the Chargers and particularly Philip Rivers cannot win this game, I have a feeling they're gonna. You know, this is one of those where they're gonna. You know, try to encapsulate Rivers' entire career based on this last game. Uh, so. I just don't think the Patriots have enough. But, you know, this is, of course, a game where, where Bill Belichick's, you know, determined to prove everybody wrong um, and should come up with great game plan. But the other thing that, that helps uh, the Chargers is, in, in terms of coaching staff, nobody's been sniffing around their coaches. Uh, everybody's been, you know, been able to stay focused. Meanwhile, the Patriots are reportedly going to lose Brian Flores to the, the Dolphins. Uh, Josh McDaniels was interviewing with the Packers and stuff like that. Uh, you know, obviously they're professionals, but that type of stuff can have an impact. So are is everybody gonna be where they need to be in terms of of focus and everything with that? So at least for me, I gotta go with the Chargers.
0: Um, I'll go to this a couple of ways here. First things first is, you, you would have thought about if this was a playoff game in week one of the season, First thing I would have said was, man, Derwin James versus Rob Gronkowski. That's going to be a hell of a matchup. Now it feels like, you know, a 19-year-old kid fighting an 80-year-old dude. Uh, So I don't even know if they're going to use Derwin James on Rob Gronkowski. I mean, maybe there will be some times, but normally you would say, because Derwin James is your, you know, he's your queen on the chessboard. What do I got to do? To take care of this guy, and that you saw it last week, with Baltimore. Derwin James. All right, wherever Lamar Jackson goes, you better be with him, and he was. And they set the tone early. Obviously, you know, you know, Baltimore got themselves closer late, but you know, Derwin James is that dude. I don't even. I'm not sure if you're going to waste him on Rob Gronkowski because it may be a waste to put Derwin James on Rob Gronkowski. Seems weird to say that. Uh, weather is a possibility, um, guys. There are you know, for me here on the East Coast, uh, there's potential snow this that and the other thing it may not hit me here in Jersey it may hit uh, you know, up to uh, UMass well I'm on the Jersey thing today um, got to talk with some of the North Jersey Cleveland Browns backers I didn't know there was a faction here in Jersey um, got to talk with those guys for a little bit so we're going to try to you know sync something up you know next year do a game next year or whatever but uh, you know
1: how, how, how could you not know there's a freaking Browns backers club in like Egypt
0: I, I I did not know there was one in there. I, I kind of just casually st- we stumbled there into each we other
1: were. Everywhere.
0: And that's pretty awesome. And it's only going to be louder and prouder, guys, so enjoy that part of it. Um, but as far as the game, look, if if you tell me the Chargers are going to play the way the Chargers can play and the Patriots are going to do what this current version of the Patriots is, I don't care where they're playing. The Chargers should win this game by t- t- 10 points. Um, I just believe they're a significantly better team pretty much all around. So, yes, I, I think the Chargers are going to win, and it wouldn't shock me if you were talking a 17-3 game, you know, mid to late second quarter, and the Chargers just got to work and got to work early. Look, I mean, if Phillip Rivers still has guys, and like you guys bust my chops about Tyrell Williams, haven't seen those tweets in a while, though, by the way, guys. But here's a guy who can go in there to that game and give you a three for 103 and two touchdowns. Um, so there's there's spots on the Chargers offense they're not even utilizing right now. I'm not sure if Keenan Allen's 100%. But even still, they're getting it done. And with a guy like Phillip Rivers, I mean, they're going to use whatever avenue they have to get something done. For me, it's easy here, Pete. I I just don't see how the Chargers could lose this game other than just a stupid performance from somebody somewhere that ended up hurting them significantly bad.
1: Right. It it would come down to Phillip Rivers. Throwing three picks. uh, Yes, it it comes down to turnovers. But what's fascinating to me is if, if this goes how I think it will, the, both road teams would win and the Chargers would end up with a home playoff game for the AFC Championship well, you, somewhere in the state of California because they, they that that becomes an issue with uh, them and the Rams uh, playing in L.A.
0: Oh, good Lord. And Vegas isn't ready, so... and I don't believe Mexico's an option after what the field looked like when they tried to do it the first time. Uh, now, this will put us here in... For me, guys, look. Uh, you know, look. The Eagles. It's been it's it's been gutty. Uh really impressive. You know, they were a team. You know, outside of the realm. Um, but we saw this with Wentz, and look, you know, everybody. Yes, Foles plays well in stretches, but it for any of my Browns listeners, you guys remember who the week three opponent was, right? And the Browns gave Nick Foles all he could handle and then some. So, I, I, I this was an absolute, you know beat down the first time. So Saints, Eagles redo, Drew Brees, look, and everybody, you know, and this is, yes, I I will, you know, it is, the 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 Saints offense didn't finish through the gate. They definitely kind of stumbled a little bit through it. But some of these guys now, you're talking three-plus weeks off, Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, I just don't know how this is even a close one. I mean, this seems like every drop of a boat race, Pete.
1: Um, right. So when you have the Saints in the Superdome, they win, and they don't win close either. Like the if you, the the anytime the Saints have struggled this year, it's been on the road, save when they played the Browns and the Browns gave them the weirdly competitive game. Um, weirdly, the Eagles, in a lot of ways, are are, are physically probably emotionally running on 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 some fumes here i I don't know how they can get enough uh the the thing that you have to be worried about if you are the uh eagles is sheldon rankins and uh, Cameron jordan and those guys getting pressure on the quarterback meanwhile philadelphia's only chance really to me is that fletcher cox plays his ass off for four quarters, it just absolutely ruins your breeze. 30, if they can, which is possible, we saw a guy in Cleveland do it. Right. I mean, he's a. Don't get me. Fletcher Cox is one of the best, and he absolutely wrecked the Bears. Um, the worst thing for Fletcher
0: Cox is that Aaron Donald exists, because everybody that talks about Aaron Donald would mention Fletcher Cox if it wasn't the fact that Donald was just a tick better. But Fletcher kicks it. Fletcher Cox is an absolute freak.
1: Right, and with the Chiefs, it's Chris Jones and ten guys. Um, But yeah, Fletcher Cox has to be dominant, and the the Eagles have to be able to live in a world where they don't blitz. They have to be able to get pressure with the front four. Obviously, they have the rotation to do that. They have the talent to do that. But they have to beat what is a obviously a capable Saints offensive line and a Saints offensive line that handled them pretty well the first time around. If you can't get pressure consistently on Drew Brees, the game's over and it will probably be over by halftime. If they can get that consistent pressure and potentially force a turnover and get a short field, then the Eagles absolutely can make this a game, potentially win. But I, but everything about this game feels like the Eagles essentially have to either steal it or pull an upset because there's no – both teams operating on all cylinders. I, I just – I don't see how the Saints – do anything but just house this one and comfortably go into the NFC championship. They're just uh, at home, uh, you know, in a neutral site, the team is just better, but in the Superdome with that home field advantage, it's, it's a buzzsaw in terms of what the crowd does. It's a really difficult environment to play in. Uh, I, I just, this does not seem good. And this was, this was always key to me into how the Saints end up going to the Super Bowl. Is it they have to be on the at home the entire way, and this they, they've managed to do that, and that's what makes them so dangerous.
0: I, it, look, I mean, if you were to say the Eagles were going to play their best game, and the Saints, like I said before, are going to play their best game. I mean, it seems weird to say 37-24? 24. 37-24, 30, uh, and it almost feels like I'm sh- shortening New Orleans by saying 37.
1: They have to find out. I mean, look, again, it all comes down to Drew Brees because the problem is the, the Eagles do not have the guys to bottle up Michael Michael Thomas and deal with Alvin Kamara. They just don't, and, and few teams do. Well, exactly.
0: If, I mean, if you're going to take Jenkins and say, look, do everything you can to take Kamara out of this game, all right. Well, who's covering the seventy-eight wide receivers that Drew Brees has got?
1: Right now, it becomes like guys like Crevon LeBlanc and guys who had you know have and Sidney played- Jones.
0: As much as I love him, hasn't played a month. You know, they think he's going to be healthy enough to play, but I mean, there's a big difference from being able to play again and jumping into the NFC divisional round.
1: And even against the Bears, they were hemorrhaging DBs. I mean, it- it's. They're just they're just running out of guys, and that, that becomes a problem. So again, if if Drew Brees is able to operate, forget it. I mean, they can they, the defensive line can do only so much. They have to get play out of guys that I don't think are capable at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's going to be a wrap here, guys. Oh, I'm not going to have a big chance to make up here. Uh, but people go with Indy, the Rams, the Chargers, and New Orleans. I will go with the Kansas City Chiefs, the Rams, the Chargers, and New Orleans. Um, guys, mybookie.com, let me give you the ad, go ahead, lockdown 25, do it after 7pm Eastern, place those wagers, kids. Um, so guys, this has been it. Look, I mean, for a Friday episode, a lot packed in here. Obviously, uh, special teams coach brought in, obviously, you know, a little bit to deal with there with your special teams coach. Defense coordinator brought in, head coach experience for those who were looking for it. That has been brought into this fold, uh, with Wilkes here. Uh, my initial, everything here so far, I I like it. I, I like it a lot. Um, but like we said, guys, when we said it. I'm gonna reiterate one more time: the D is really good. So what? It's not. It's don't fall in love so much with the defensive coordinator as fall in love with the D because they are that good. The defense. Um, go ahead, Pete. You were jumping in.
1: Well, I was just gonna say. I mean, look, if 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 the the defense is gonna be good on its own, but if you know if if it goes if this is the right marriage and Steve Wilkes takes it that extra level, you may see a big jump and we, we may finally get to see sort of, you know, a, a defense that doesn't just cost turnovers and give a bunch of yards. You may have, you know, the potential to just have a dominant defense that takes teams out. And, and if the offense is like we hope and Baker Mayfield is as good and continues to take a step forward where now they're just playing with the lead all the time, you know, this is where a defensive coordinator just gets to – You know, this is how they get to look brilliant is when you shut the door on teams and and you just you just end it and don't let them back in that, you know, that could be great. So, I mean, I'm with you for the most part as you know, this D is going to be good and they were spoiled with options. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do with it.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I mean look, and there could be times, look, if Wilkes and Freddy Freddie get along, it's gonna be like, All right, that's what you just did. All right. And, you know, Wilkes can come with something on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, with the personnel that we believe will be added here and the positions that are be added, you combine that with, you know, a guy who knows what he's doing on a defensive side of the ball, and you're gonna get more typical Bengal game results where these games were over and they were over really, really early, and as opposed to you know, the days in the past of watching Browns games where it's like, all right, take this off, put another game on. You may have to cross your fingers and pray that they don't pull the Browns game off the television, guys. Um, but Pete Smith over at NFL Spin Zone, guys, a uh, ton of stuff coming. Pete's headed down to Mobile Hill shortly in a week and a half or so. I'll get some coverage for everybody down there. Um, I do appreciate uh, everything, you know, the engagement on social media, whether it is the Lockdown Browns account where we always keep it a follow-back account. Me personally, guys, look, it got a little weird today talking about For right now, I'm just going to say the special teams coach. It got a little weird talking about that. And, look, I'm going to stand up for things I believe personally, and whether it's right or wrong. And, look, if it's a player, whether it's a coach, everybody should be held to the same standard. You can be good in whatever football job you are, player, coach, whatever, but you can also still be a good person. Uh, Steve Wilkes, new defensive coordinator. Uh, So a lot of of stuff popping here on a Friday. Um, You probably won't hear much over the weekend, guys, if you're looking for anything else. Usually they don't announce much. With, uh, you know, playoff action or whatsoever. So maybe you hear something, maybe you don't. But uh, I've heard that we will have a Monday presser for Freddie Kitchens. And to see this guy in his suit is going to be epic. I cannot wait for that. Um, on NFL Network, whether you need you, anything you need information-wise, Instagram, the Lockdown NFL Network, uh, Twitter uh, account, go ahead and follow over there. Um, iTunes rating reviews, they're always appreciated. Whether it's uh, Alexa, whether it's Surrey, ask them to go ahead and play Lockdown Browns for you. Guys, got a lot in here. We got, uh, obviously, you know, the coaching changes today. Uh, we Got through the four round, uh, four games of the divisional playoffs. So a lot of stuff packed into a Friday show. But as we always say when we close on out, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.